0: all right y'all before we get started let's give some love to our sponsors and that means our good friends over at distilleryproducts.com they are some of the leaders in laser edge glassware and guess what when you work with them you get them at wholesale pricing i'm not lying that's a heck of a lot cheaper than you're going to find anywhere else reach out to me i would love to get you in touch with carson Janie, vicky and all the good folks over at distilleryproducts.com they are where we get our glassware from and chances are most of the distilleries you go to use them as well. They have awesome glasses besides just the Glen. Feel free to reach out to me. I will get you in touch with them and then you can go on their website, browse and see for yourself. Check them out, distilleryproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends over at Orca Coolers, who are ready to help you make this the coolest summer ever. They have something for everyone from American-made, lifetime-guaranteed hard side coolers to stainless steel whiskey barrel tumblers that are going to elevate your drinking experience. Some of you may have seen on social media recently, we just got a new cooler. His name is Willie. He is going to come with us whenever we go visit distilleries. Thank you to Orca for giving us that. The cooler is super cool. I love it. It's hard. It's bare. Airproof means I can't even get into it. It's going to keep, whatever is in your cooler, cold for days, it will retain ice for days. And those whiskey barrel tumblers, man, they are, it looks like you're actually drinking from a whiskey barrel. What better way to be the envy of your barbecue by either getting one of those coolers or getting one of the tumblers, people are gonna come over and go, man, where'd you get that? You're gonna say Orca. Use code DADS20 for 20% off of your order. That is code DADS20 for 20% off your order. Orca's there for all of life's adventures. Get an orca and take them on some adventures with you. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action247.com. If you want action, get in on the action with Tennessee's only sports book, by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. There is some big news coming. Can't tell you about it right now, but hopefully this week I will be able to tell you. Until then, keep using code DADS100, and they will match up to 100 bucks of your first deposit at Action247.com. The Masters are over. NCAA is over. But, But, But there's still MLB, there is Nashville Soccer Club, so lots of good soccer stuff going on. And there is hockey. The Preds home game has a goose egg guarantee. Bet on the total goals, get a 25% loss refund if there is a scoreless period. And for soccer on Thursday, you can bet on total goals for a soccer game, get 30% back if the game ends 0-0, one bet only. Get in on the action with Action 24-7. Use code DADS100. (laughs) Everyone, my name is John Edwards and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we are the Dad's drink of bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. How's that Mario Kart going for you, Zeke?
1: Uh, strikes and gutters, gutters and strikes.
0: I feel like a lot more of our listeners used to play us in Mario Kart, and I feel like you and I are holding on. I mean Mario Kart gets me through a lot of calls.
1: You get to use it during the day more than I do. I'm I'm pretty uh, busy and, and- hands-on functioning uh, during those times, but I definitely use it in my uh, my late night watching TV kind of uh, haphazardly and ready to pass out move. Like, all right, I'm going to play a little bit of this and it's going to wind me right on down.
0: It's when I'm editing and I'm wishing I was playing Mario Kart.
1: How did you do on the, the NCAAs? I, I happened to see a pick or two and I was randomly checking up on our uh, our own social media from time to time. Look <laughs> like you, you may have got a better two in there.
0: I'm not gonna lie I was really pulling for UCLA that game against the Zags got me I thought UCLA was gonna pull that one out and it was gonna be them against Baylor in the championship I still think Baylor would have won it was just the story of an 11 seed UCLA coming back and just killing it in the tournament the UK transferred when a guy from Kentucky yes I'm sad he left but the fact that he was doing so well at UCLA and had this tournament run. I was pulling for him. Timmy and the Zags had something else to say, but then Timmy was not there in the finals. That's what the hell?
1: I mean, I don't know. I, I actually, in a, a strange enough uh, turn, I betted the women's games or game a little bit. Did you? Well, so uh, before the um, the final four, I, I happened to see SportsCenter one night, and it was showing where in a South Carolina played Texas and like, completely you know just shut them down i didn't even let them score for like the last like four or five minutes or some weird shit and i was like that's pretty strong d right there so uh, i pulled it up the day of the did they play stanford i can't even hear they played, uh, but you could tell by like the the points lines as far as how big the spreads were and the payouts a what they expected the total points to be roughly and then b the margin of victory so i kind of hedged it and i took the top two margin of victories for bets, and then the top two um, total points bets. So obviously I lost one but one one. so ended up basically betting a 100 to walk away with 150. I'll take being up 50 for a, a light day's work.
0: Hey, anytime you're up, that's a good thing. I
1: felt like it was deductive reasoning and then for like a half uh, an hour or so, I kind of got cocky like I should look and do this in all the games and I was like, no 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 you're not rain man just walk away there dummy <laughs> 82
0: 80, 82 82 definitely 246 in total but i am glad you are using action 24 7 i hope you tell people to use code dads 100 i've already read the ad today so i'm not going to go in depth
1: i did think it was interesting though when, uh, random tangent i'll throw out there just food for thought you know you talk about the the transfers apparently that's why roy williams is Decided to hang it up from UNC. Really? Yeah. My boys was in town from school. We were uh, BSing about it Sunday night. He said that was the, I don't know if it was like a public article or where, it, or interview did or something, but that was really the driving force behind him. Deciding to hang it up was just, everything had become so fickle. It, it was much more of a me game than a team game. And, you know, they, they'd lost that five-star recruit. They had the freshman during the tourney. He'd already gone to the portal announcing his transfer. transferring. he said, you know, it, it it's just not the game i kind of grew up playing and know how to play and expect kids to play it's all about me now if they don't get to start right away or get enough time or you know all the things these prima donnas expect they're not willing to work for it or ride it out or even earn it they're just gonna go to the next school that'll give it to them but at the same
0: time here's what i will say in this day and age in which these universities are making millions of dollars off of these kids off of licensing rights to video games licensing rights to merchandise tv deals like they are making money off of these kids and these kids are getting an education which yes that is a great thing to get a free education if you're looking at it on that scale you know one side is lopsided the university is making far too much money off these kids than the kids are making themselves damn right you got to look out for yourself and roy williams should know that roy williams should know that this is a business the schools do not look at this like anything else than a business to these kids they say they're there to help they constantly say it is the student athlete and they say student athlete instead of athlete but we all know how some of this stuff goes we all know how basketball is going to be a one and done or they're going to try to get theirs
1: I don't think it's a school issue and clearly these kids aren't really going to any school or any schools as the case may end up being for an education I think the problem is the NCAA doesn't have a backbone anymore, and they're letting all these kids go into the portal and do whatever they want. Well, you just got to pay the kids. That's it. They would still leave. If if they're not getting the spotlight on them and not getting the guaranteed big boy NBA money, I I don't think it's going to make a difference in this scenario. This kid I I, I don't... Kids, I don't want to pinpoint one person. I, I don't think it's about the money. It's all about the attention and the getting to go pro. And that's why you're seeing, I think, so many more of these smaller programs now being, you know, decent to somewhat good because a five star recruit can go there and be the only fish in the pond. If anybody comes to a game to watch, they're coming to see them. There's zero competition versus trying to have a team effort with all four and five stars under the same roof. Where then, yeah, they have to compete for time, compete for attention, actually compete to look good and stand out. And they're just all taking the low road, man.
0: I don't know. For me, I'd rather go to a big pond and find a way to stand out and then have somebody say, look at him. He might get 10 minutes a game, but he dominates. People don't realize sometimes you got to stay sophomore, junior year. Sometimes it's not a one and done, but your odds of getting hurt in basketball are infinitely smaller than your odds of getting hurt in football. Well, plus, you know, I think it's, you know, like applicable
1: to play other areas, you know, rising tides raise all ships. How are you going to get better unless you're playing against peers that are as good or better than you? What's going to make you elevate and, and raise your abilities?
0: Well, and that's when everybody sees you late, in march on tv and and you're not going to be seen unless you're on a decent team that's going to go deep in the tournament balls in your court literally you could go to a smaller team but chances are you're not going to be playing there you know for the national championship
1: my my thoughts as well i i, uh, I, I thought it was a good uh sport slash dad ideology tangent for us so sorry if that ramble took a little long for anybody but i, I thought it had some merit
0: no i mean i think it's fair enough i just think that they should pay the kids i mean i oh, think that man. has something to do with it
1: they've all been getting money for way too long just <laughs> let them get it tax it and let's keep going
0: let's not kick kids out of school and take away their eligibility if somebody takes them to dinner that is the biggest line of bullshit i've ever seen kid signs an autograph somebody slips him a hundo and then he loses his eligibility while the the school can make an exact replica of the person in a video game make millions of bucks off of them that's bullshit
1: yeah i've never been a fan of that
0: anyways we're drinking tonight we already have been we are drinking castle and key restoration rye batch one zeke this is something that i bought for us they did not send this to us i bought it it is 63 rye 20 malt 17 yellow corn comes in at 103 proof, it's three years old, and the MSRP is thirty nine ninety
1: nine. Rather unique Mashville, right?
0: Very unique Mashville, and this was something that Marianne set up you know, while she was still there. So this was the brainchild of Marianne Eves. It's not going to be that MGP 95.5, and I think that a lot of the Kentucky Ryes are more in the 50s for the Rye and then have other Mashvilles. Yeah, you know this 63 percent rye is pretty unique it has a high malt content which is pretty unique opposed to the you know the malt content being higher than the corn so all in all you're doing things differently interested in what you think about it
1: yeah i mean as best i can remember place off the top of my head the majority are of you know are a textbook so to speak kentucky rye would be just barely above the 51 percent on the rye the corn pretty close to it and then your barley's Probably five, ten tops, but I would guess it's in the five-ish range.
0: 100%.
1: Nose-wise, I just kind of picked up a dull, sawdusty mint is really how I described it. Again, I tasted this first and kind of moved back to the nose as we were BSing earlier. That was a a good chance to get a, a second take on this one. Palette wise I thought it was young corn forward, and then from there it kind of progressed back to what I got on the nose as far as just kind of a dull, sawdusty mint. Towards the back end, it seemed to be kind of like a, a powdery, marshmallowish flavor that I picked up right at the finish. And, and kind of going along with that powdery element, it, it left what I thought was like a chalky residue behind as a, a, more of a remnant than a finish, I would say. But that's kind of what was there on the back end for me.
0: You know, I'm surprised how much mint comes across on this for the Mashville. That is the one thing that got me. I'm with you for a lot of this I didn't get as much of the sawdusty but you know mint there for sure maybe a little bit of apple comes through on the palate but some corn on the palate as well 100% agree with you that the finish gets a little bit chalky and that just isn't necessarily like my favorite thing about it but I think it's tough because of the mash bill almost makes me think you can't age it like you would other rye and put it out at three years and get a full mature product. There's some stuff that still needs to be worked out before this actually comes of age.
1: I don't know. There's there's other young ryes that there's there's young Kentucky ryes that are out there and uh even young Tennessee rye that's out there. And neither one of those, to the best of my knowledge, are, are ninety five fives, I don't think. In, in some ways and by sawdust it wasn't like that kind of flavor but it's just kind of you know some younger stuff or especially some of the craft younger stuff when you pick up a flavor it's just kind of dull it's not vibrant to me that's kind of sawdusty. like it's just kind of all around you and you, you sense it but it's not like all up in your face it's just kind of like of an, an aura that carries about itself but without being like overly pungent or something along those lines
0: fair enough i mean it's got a lot of promise i just don't like chalky mouth feels i don't mind the mint because it's not as pronounced as like a 95.5 mint would be so it's there it's mint we're saying it's mint but for me at least it's not as heavy as some of that other stuff would be it's a softer rye than some of the other ryes i've had i'm not sure what causes that chalkiness in this and i just wish it wasn't there
1: me either because i mean i even got corn is the first thing I picked up on the very front end. And kind of the other thing I thought about kind of tinkering and looking at this and taking some notes here and there, um, you know, back to some of the conversations we'd had in the past with, you know, Sean Joseph of Pinhook, he's always had super high praises for the the castle and key uh, tasters and blending team. They bottled almost all their stuff and that's who kind of lines up the various profiles for him when he comes in to do a blend so he can have an idea of what he's working with and what his options are. And and again, I always spoke really highly of the things they picked up and the way they lined them up and and really assisted him in the blending. Maybe that gave me a higher expectation of this as well. But, but thinking of that and, you know, obviously I don't know how many barrels went into this, but having some of the stuff they helped him with, that was also, I think equally as young in, in age, it's a little bit let down or concerning maybe that, um, You know, this was the best foot they could put forward with it.
0: Well, the way this works is each batch of our restoration rye is blended using a series of pods. Each pod is created by grouping barrels to create a specific sensory profile. If you will go to the Castle and Key website, you will find. So on the website, there are detailed notes for each pod. And batch one is comprised of 12 different pods.
1: I mean, it makes sense. Like, I, I mean, that's kind of the way Sean had explained to us in the past was they'd say, all right, here's the barrels we're using. Here's the profiles we get. We kind of, uh, you know, separated them amongst that you figure out which direction you want to go and here's how many barrels you've got from, you know, each one of these spots you can pull from. So, you know, what you're looking at for a total yield as far as having that amount in there uh, again, it just kind of threw me off if, if this was the best way and, and they could line these up and, and the best proof they could find to to show off the expression.
0: I get it. I don't know. Wish I knew.
1: Yeah, I mean, you think about it, 'cause they've had a, you know, ever since they they you know started restoring the castle and bringing everything back, they've had a good following, good press, good coverage, um, you know, plenty of good momentum. Looking at things from a distance, and you know, you kind of think for that that first release, you know, you you don't want to be a home run, but I feel like you you, you want to feel good about it. You want to kind of well, you know, lean back, put both hands on your belt buckle, and pull it up just a little bit, and kind of cinch it, and smile a little bit, and yep, that's our first baby right there
0: i agree anyway I'd, I'd probably get this at a bar i'd try it you know for the price it's not going to be outrageous i'd want to know about it i'm interested in how batches two and three go you know first you're working out those kinks you're going to get that feedback and we kind of had sat on this for a minute i thought you had the sample you didn't have the sample so i got you another sample of it so at this point i would be interested in thinking what they they thought of in uh batch two and three, and. three I mean, I'm not going to say no to this. I'm not going to say, go ahead and pass on this. I think it's got a lot of promise. I'm just wondering as they do it more, it's their own distillate. It's the first time they're releasing their own distillate. I'd be interested to see how this progresses.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't completely write it off the books by any means, but I'm with you. I, I would save this for a friend's bottle or a, a bar at best, probably do the same for batch two or three. And, you know, if you start to see the, a, a turn come in or, a uh, directional change then hopefully uh, we can bump that status up a little bit
0: totally agree go ahead and find us on facebook at dad's drink bourbon twitter at bourbon dad's instagram at dad's drink of bourbon thank you for listening to this podcast please leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink zeke where else can the folks find us
1: good old nashville tennessee
0: cheers Ciao.